Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. We are so glad you've joined us today. You know, Walt and I have a question for you. We've talked about this for many years in our marriage. So here's the question. Are you ready? Do you celebrate well? Well, you know, I looked in the dictionary, Walt. Do you know what celebrate means? I I do not know what it means, honey, because I don't celebrate well. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's why I looked it up in the dictionary, because I wanted to help you with this. But it's to commemorate an occasion or an event to proclaim publicly with festivities. Um, An example is that, like, I mean, you would like celebrate birthdays, you would celebrate anniversaries, you would celebrate Christmas. Do you you feel like uh, you're kind of talking right to me because I don't celebrate well, that, that that's an issue in my life? Well, you know, I think all of us, in in a lot of ways, I think all of us have trouble celebrating well because we always have things going on in our lives, right? I mean, we've got the to-do list. We've got, you know, we've got to clean the house. We've got things we've got to do for the kids. We've got, we're running errands. We just keep pressing on. And so even as we are working our way through Bethlehem's story, I what I want us to to think about is this celebration. And in our lesson today, we actually we're going to look at a contrast between the earthly king Herod and the rightful king Jesus. And what I want us to pause and reflect on as we consider Bethlehem's story is that God is calling us to celebrate. You know, Bethlehem's story is a great celebration. And we're going to even unpack some more of that in the next two weeks of this series of Advent. But the neat thing I love about Bethlehem's story is it is in a humble setting. You know, Mary and Joseph, a young couple betrothed to be married, they they live up in Nazareth. The angel Gabriel comes and talks to them. Now, in her pregnancy, they've come together as a betrothed couple. They haven't consummated their marriage, but now they've traveled about a hundred miles from Bethlehem to Bethlehem, from Nazareth to Bethlehem, the city of David. What to be registered because in place, there was a decree from Caesar Augustus that you were to go to the town of your origin, of your family, to be registered. And Mary is with great with child. And even here at the beginning of today's lesson, I just want us to talk about a head to heart. You know, we get caught up in this lovely story, all the the lights and, you know, the beautiful manger scenes that we see, but we're in danger of missing the reality of Mary and Joseph's plight. Friends, there was no room for them in Bethlehem. You know, they were faced with rejection, disapproval, a critical judgmental eye looking at them because hospitality is a big deal in this 
part of the world, in the Middle East. Their family, even distant family members, would take people into their homes, but they were rejected. Yet they were trusting in God's plan. They were walking in obedience. And so my head to heart is when I'm facing difficulty, when I'm facing criticism or judgment from people, am I willing to continue obeying the Lord, to trust, to just really trust that He has the best plan for me? And I ask us this question, how might God be asking you and me to follow him and trust him. And Brenda, even as you share that part of the story, yes, hospitality, someone from their extended family had to take him in, but they didn't. And and just the, the emotion of that story, that rejection, um, what is what is God going to do with them? How will God take care of them? Well, um, Luke in chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, simply states this story. And while they were there, the time came for her, Mary, to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And really, the inn isn't the best of translations. There was no place for them in any of the buildings. Um, Jesus was born a king of poverty. And this young couple found no room in Bethlehem, and they had to to go into a a, a cave. Really, we we often think about it as as being like this really nice shelter. It wasn't. All around in Bethlehem's area, there are these limestone caves all around, and and here they had some privacy as Mary gave birth to her firstborn son. Yeah, and you know, well, as I've reflected on just these couple verses in Luke over the past few days. I got to thinking, you know, it's getting colder right now as we're going through the month of December. It, there were no lights, you know, like when we walk, walk our dog at night, we take a flashlight out. I mean, they didn't have a flashlight. There's, there, there was no heat in this cave. And here they are. And, you know, Joseph looks at this young woman he's betrothed to, and she's going into labor. Yeah. And, and I mean, again, don't think of this as being this sanitary wonderful place. Think about them. They're in a cave that's normally where they put their sheep and their goats. I mean, this place smells. This place has just the the droppings from sheep and goats. But but that's the place. The contrast is so great. The ruling king in Jerusalem, Herod the Great, he lived in pure luxury. And we've gone many, many times to, to some of his different palaces. And man, he knew how to build them. Caesarea Maritimus uh, down on, on the Mediterranean. Jericho, Palm Springs uh, for the Winter Palace. Masada, his doomsday fortress. And then his final resting place where, where he had his mosque. Salem built the Herodium, named after himself. Each of these locations was beautiful. Uh, the finest in materials, mosaics, gardens, swimming pools, grand dining halls. Herod was this king of luxury by man's might. But when Jesus came to earth, he came as the king of poverty. And even as we think of being that king of poverty, 
verse 7 here in Luke 2 tells us he was wrapped in swaddling cloths and laid in a manger. You think of, of King Herod up in Jerusalem reigning from his throne. Any royal baby born there would be wrapped in beautiful clothes and linen and luxury and put in a very special bed made specifically for a king child born, right? But Mary, she would have prepared and packed these swaddling claws even in her bag before they departed from Nazareth. She knew her time to deliver was approaching quickly. You know, down in the show notes, friends, we we just want to invite you. We've shared a link to a beautiful song, Manger Throne. Listen to the words in from this verse you know, saying, Jesus, Jesus, you could have marched in all your glory into the heart of Rome, showed them splendor like they'd never known. But you wrote a better story in humble Bethlehem, creator in the arms of common men. You know, when we contrast Jesus' birth with the luxury of King Herod's life, Jesus is not in a palace guarded by soldiers, isolated from the common people, but rather God's plan for his son, Jesus, was to live among the simple people, a carpenter in Nazareth, shepherds watching over their sheep, later in his life, tax collectors and sinners like you and me. Yes, God wrote a better story in the little town of Bethlehem. And as we continue into Luke, it says this, And when the days for the purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him, Jesus, up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And and really, this is coming out of Leviticus chapter 12. It says, when your days of purification are come for a son or a daughter, you should come to the priest and bring a year-old lamb for a burnt offering. That was the normal offering. Or you could bring a young pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering. But if you can't afford the lamb, then she shall take two turtle doves or two pigeons. Mary and Joseph were poor. They couldn't afford a lamb. So they brought either two turtle doves or two young pigeons. That's what they brought. Because Jesus was not the king of luxury. That was Herod the Great. Jesus was the king of poverty. And Herod was that king of, 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 of luxury. Um, even as you think about this, the contrast is stark. Yeah, and as we look at that first part, the king of luxury versus Jesus, the king of poverty, what we want to look at next in this lesson is Herod was a king of war. Jesus was the king of peace. Herod was a wicked ruler throughout his reign. Any person who threatened his throne would lose their life, including military officers, his favorite wife, two of her sons, her brother, her grandfather, and her mother. You know, it wasn't an advantage to be related to King Herod. But Jesus came to be the king of peace. And I love these words from the prophet Isaiah. As he offers a message of hope and joy for the people. A child will be born to us. A son will be given. The government 
will rest on his shoulder. That's our ruler. That's our king. The government will rest on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, the Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom. Those verses from Isaiah 9 Now, later in his earthly ministry, Jesus shares these comforting words with his disciples. He says to them, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. He is the prince of peace. And, you know, Herod was so very paranoid about these possible threats to his throne. And that's why when Matthew 2, when it talks about the the Magi arriving in Jerusalem, this would have set Herod off because his empire was built on on, um, Roman authority. He was this very paranoid king. And, And as we get to Matthew 2, it says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod, Herod the king, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who's been born the king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east, and we've come to worship him. And then when we continue, we see Herod is the king by might. And so he is troubled by these words as we continue here in Matthew 2. As the Magi ask, where is this king of the Jews? He's very troubled. He's upset. No one is to take his throne. And gathering all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he began to inquire of them where the Christ was born. And Brenda, even as you're saying that, as it says King Herod is troubled, it says that he was troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. I mean, when Herod's troubled, people around him get nervous. I mean, okay, who's he going to kill now? Uh, continuing the story, they said, this is where the king is to be born in Bethlehem of Judea, for it has been written by the prophet Micah, you Bethlehem of Judea, you're no means the least of the leaders. Out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Yes, so we see in that verse, as Walt reads that, that Jesus is the king by right. This is coming from the prophet Micah as he speaks those words. And continuing on with Herod, who is the king by might, he went secretly to the Magi and called them, saying, where, when did you see the star? When did it appear? And then he sent them to Bethlehem as the religious leaders had informed him, go and make careful search for the child. And when you've found him, report to me that I may come and worship him. And when we were talking about the chronology of the Old Testament and why Bethlehem's story is so important, again, this this prophecy was made 700 years before this. So the the wise men go after they went their way, and this star that had led them to to Jerusalem now leads them south to Bethlehem. And, And with that, they find the child. And, and they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. I love that phrase because they're so excited. This has been a long trip. And finally, they've been able to find this child, the king of the Jews. And as we read that, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. That's a celebration. That They are celebrating. They've found the king. 
Yeah, and, and even with that, when you have a celebration, I mean, if you come, you want to bring gifts. And so they did. They opened their treasures, and they presented him gifts of a, you would give to a king, gold and frankincense and myrrh, these beautiful-smelling and worshipful gifts. But then they were warned by God, don't go back to Herod. Go by, back to your country another way. And with that, the, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph and said, you need to take the child and his mother, and you need to go to Egypt and remain there, for Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Remember, Herod was troubled. He's going to kill this child. He's not going to come and worship him, even though that's what he said he would do. And so we're reminded about that, as we said earlier today, Herod is a king. He's a king of war. Jesus came to be the prince of peace, the king of peace. And so Herod, as the king of war, someone's going to die. There will be destruction. Herod saw that he had been tricked by the Magi and he became enraged and he sent and slew all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in the area around Bethlehem from two years old and under according to the time which he had ascertained from the Magi. There was great weeping and wailing in Bethlehem as Herod sent this command. And so for this week, as we tell Bethlehem's story, um, there's a contrast. There's a king by man's might, and there's a king who's wicked and powerful, and he's, he's clothed in all his royal garb. But then there's a king by divine right. The question that we ask is, which king should you follow? And of course, even with this, I love this out of the book of Philippians, chapter 2. It's a summary of, of Jesus. Why, why is he the king by right? It says, this is what we should do. Listen to this. This is what you and I should do. Philippians 2, beginning with verse 2. Your attitude, my attitude, should be the same of that of Christ Jesus who though he was in very nature God, he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, something to hold on to, something that he just would not give up. But instead, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant to being made in human likeness and found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself and became obedient, even obedient to death, even death on a cross." Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. The book of Revelation says that name is King of King and Lord of Lords, that at that name, of the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's the king by divine right. That's the king we should follow after. Let me close in, in a word of prayer. Oh, Jesus, thank you so much that you um, were, are and were and will ever be the king by divine right, that you are coming back, um, that you began on um, even in heaven with your heavenly Father and the Spirit, Spirit of God, and, and now you came from heaven to earth to a manger, not to a palace, and then you went from the manger to the cross. And now, Lord, you have been lifted up. You have been exalted. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords to the glory of God the Father. Lord, help us to have that attitude, an attitude of humbling ourselves, an attitude of following you. To you be all glory, for you alone are worthy. My life, 
my praise, everything I own, I give to you, Jesus, the King on a manger throne. So, Father, until we see the King, would you help us today to walk with God well? I pray in Christ's mighty name, our King. Amen. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.